welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely amazing day today. And how are you doing today, Dad? Austin, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I mean, for this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it because this is the day the Lord hath made, and it's quite beautiful here today. We have literally a beautiful blue sky with no chemtrails. We haven't had, we haven't had very many chemtrails here lately, and it's just nice. It's a great, great day, and we got a lot of things I want to talk to you guys about today, this morning. In fact, we've got more information coming in out of Lebanon now. Apparently, Lebanon and Israel have been having a bunch of fights, I mean, as far as, you know, incursions into airspace. And right before this bombing took place a few days ago, Lebanon had informed Israel they could no longer cross their airspace. Yeah, how about that? And right before the bombing happened a few last week or so, uh, they were actually bombing and they were actually shelling into Lebanon. Israel was with their with their with artillery. So this little skirmish that they're having has really gotten heated up over there, and the military basically got mad because the government wasn't doing anything. The government really cracked down as far as telling Israel not to come into the airspace. So now the entire government's pretty much resigned. <laughs> Lebanon. And so uh, Israel's having their way with that government now, too. Uh, of course, if you bomb the country, and they're saying now that the bomb that was set off there at the port there in Beirut uh, was the fifth the size of the bomb that went off at Hiroshima, which tells me and screams micro-nuke, mini-nuke, whatever you want to call it. And they're saying that it was so powerful that it's actually altered the Mediterranean coastline as far as mappage because of what it did with the giant hole that it blew into the doggone bedrock 150 feet deep. So this was a big, big explosion. Now they're also saying that it looks like missiles were burning or different types of munitions were being used. So who in the world knows what's going on? But I can guarantee you, you dig under that rock, you're going to find the Israeli government with Benjamin Netanyahu down there looking up back at you as the ones involved with all of this stuff. And I called it the day that it was released on the news. I talked about it, and I said, I guarantee you, in my opinion, it says that Israel's footprints and Mossad footprints and fingerprints all over it. And I was right. And I hate to be right about stuff like that because I'd really like to see that whole situation in the Middle East calm down. But let me tell you something, guys. You know, in the book of Joshua, God had some really good words for us, and this is something that's going to really lead us on because, you know, God's word and God's promises, you know, are for us Christians. It says, I have, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous, and do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Guys, that's a good word for all of us today. We need to realize that, you know, we need to understand that God walks with us. He basically does things for us. And he's here to support us. It also says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you guys know this verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and, and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. So those are the verses that we, and you know, in Psalm 91, you know, shelter yourself with the Almighty. Because what we have to understand is that there are a lot of forces out there that, you know, have come to us through the pagan religions that are fighting against the things of the Lord. There are forces out there that are basically trying to manipulate the energy field around us, and they take control of people, and they have demonic possessions, and, and these people become empowered with these demonic entities. And it's, it's through the teachings of the Kabbalah. But remember, the Zohar and the Kabbalah were just other ancient forms of religions all put together into one book. 
And people, you guys are saying now, well, can you kind of give us an example of that? Sure, I'll be happy to. The ancient Canaanite religions and the ancient Hittite religions were all fertility ritual religions in which they were all actively involved in sex. They were sex death cults is what they were. They'd have human sacrifice. They'd have human sex. They would have human orgies in which the people would get pregnant and the children who were born to those people were basically sacrificed on the Baylor, Moloch, or Asherah. And this is the group that's still running the planet today. This is long, long, long before Israel was ever formed the very first time. This is way back with the ancient Canaanites when Moses, I mean, excuse me, excuse me, when Noah came off of the arks when all this stuff started, when the fallen angels came back and they wanted to have the energy from these infants that were being sacrificed to feed them. So this is just something that's been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and it was all compiled into the Zohar. Now, let's take a look at Jezebel for a second. You know, the Bible introduces us to Jezebel as a powerful manipulating wife of King Ahab. Ahab was the king of Israel, but the Bible says Ahab's son of Omar, Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. Ahab also married Jezebel. Now listen to this. Stay real good with me on this. The daughter of the king of Ethbal, of the Sidonians, and he began to bow down in the worship of Baal. There you go. This is the male deity of power and sexuality, and of course, you know, Isis is, is you know the other side of that. And, you know, Asher is the other side of that, actually. It says, first, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal. This is like, remember, this is the king of Israel. I mean, he basically did what was wrong in the eyes of God. Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal, which this is for human sacrifice to, for these ancient Canaanite religions. Then Ahab set up an Asher, or the female goddess of fertility, the, you know, the sidekick of Baal, and basically set that up. Ahab did more to provoke the anger of the Lord and the God of Israel than any other kings of Israel before him. The worship of Baal and Asherah included temple prostitution. Here we go. Here we go. This is where they were having sex with the demonic, using these other these prostitutes as surrogates for the demons that they were worshiping who were the archangels. Temple prostitution for both men and women, and they would do sex acts to raise money for religious activities in the temple. Now, listen to this. Jezebel was a Phoenician priestess who saturated Israel with the worship of Baal, Asher, and other pagan gods. Jezebel was a priestess. She was a witch. Okay? Over 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophetesses of Asherah. These are females and males. People always think of all these, they're all, they're all male prophets. There were 450 prophets and 450 prophetesses, females, of Asherah served just almost a thousand people, okay, nine hundred and fifty people, okay, eight hundred eight hundred and fifty people, served Jezebel in her abominations of sex practices. This is the Sagan pagan sex rituals during the reign of Ahab. In other words, this is the sex with these fallen entities. The Jezebel spirit is demonic. It is spirit of perversion, lust, manipulation, mind control, witchcraft and the occult. The Jezebel spirit is a very powerful demonic spirit, but the Lord Jesus can deliver for us to set us free from this bondage, this stronghold, by bringing us to the truth. Now, why does it say the Jezebel spirit can be in the church today, and why are so many women getting involved with this as far as with the witchcraft? See, a lot of these witches, they come into churches. Now, I've talked to pastors about this personally. They're actually witches, and they pretend like they're Christians, and they come into the churches, and they start promoting discord and distrust, and a lot of them will go after the pastor to have sex with them. Oh, yeah, just to discredit the pastor, to get the pastor thrown out and destroy his work. A lot of them will try to go into the other leadership of the church 
and you know and start small groups and start Bible studies and I'm not saying that women can't do this but some of these women that are doing this have that Jezebel spirit now this is very very pervasive in the Old Testament now you know and Paul he addressed a lot of this because the witches were so prevalent in the Old Testament because of this Paul actually addressed some of it in the New Testament and said that women aren't allowed to come in and have authority over men now was he addressing it from a spiritual standpoint was he addressing it from this standpoint was he addressing it from a standpoint that he felt that way and it was his opinion you know you guys make your own mind up on all of that but here's the thing we've got to realize that spirit of witchcraft the spirit of the occult the spirit of Baal and Asherah and Moloch worship has never gone away. And it was compiled into the Zohar, one of the books of the Talmud. Because these were the oral traditions. It was written by a guy who sat in a cave for 12 years after the burning and the sacking of Jerusalem in 72 AD. And he came up with these weird things after 12 years sitting in a cave listening to a demon spirit or a fallen angel or whatever it was. And he wrote all this stuff. This book is the foundational work of all witchcraft, paganism, Masonic Lodge stuff at the higher levels when they start learning about all of this stuff. Many of the other cults that are out there right now that basically use the Kabbalah as a basis of their beliefs and the weird rituals that they have. And of course, it also is a basis of the New World Order. It's a New World Order religion. The Kabbalah, we talked about this the other day. And they've hidden under this guise, oh, it's going to be a one-world religion. No, it's going to be a one-world religion under this mess. It's been here for thousands and thousands of years. They want to bring it back out into the open. And I'm going to say something to you, and this is going to something that's going to sound kind of weird. If they're going to rebuild a third temple in Jerusalem, and the Antichrist is going to pierce himself in the Holy of Holies with the Spear of Destiny and walk out and declare himself God according to the book of Thessalonians, and they're going to have a consecrated altar stone in there for sacrifice. If the New World religion is going to be this Satanism and this worship of Baal and Moloch and Asherah again, like it's been doing for thousands of years, what are they really going to sacrifice on the altar stone? Is it going to be humans? Is it going to be people who don't want to worship Baal or Moloch or Asherah or the Antichrist? You know, think through all these things before you throw money into a temple fund. You have a, a Jewish person come in and he basically is not even saved and he's basically a rabbi and he tells you that he wants to collect money for the temple fund for the rebuilding of the third temple in, in Jerusalem and you throw money at him and say, okay, let's do this, knowing full and well that the Antichrist is going to come right out of the third temple. Why would you do that? And I know you, my listeners, I'm talking to you. This is I'm, that's that's almost a rhetorical question because I know you guys who listen to the show on a regular basis wouldn't do that. But I'm talking about new listeners now. Why would you give money to this? Why would you support a temple fund? You need to read the book of Hebrews. When Christ came, he came to expose all of this stuff. That's why he called those guys out in the temple in the book of John, the children of Lucifer. Because of this, what I'm telling you, what I'm reading you right now, with the temple of Baal and Asher and all the other stuff. Because he knew what they were doing the night before. He knew what they were doing in their secret ceremonies, which they were sacrificing children. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, don't 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 pretend like that doesn't happen. What do you think abortion is? What do you think the worship of Baal and Asher was? They would sacrifice these children and these young virgins, especially the children who were just born, who had been conceived during one of their pagan rituals, one of their giant orgies. You know, and Paul warned them. He warned the people. He said, "Stop going to orgies." They go, well, "What the heck's that all about, guys?" Let me tell you something real quick. We still. Still have orgies today. You think that we don't? Yeah, we do. These weirdos, these swingers, these people that like to swap their wives, and all these sickos and all these perversions that we have going on—it's never stopped. It never changed. That's why God gives a set of laws to follow. They weren't called the Ten Suggestions; they were called the Ten Commandments. And Jesus took it even another step. He says, "Not one jot, not one little be one jot, one jot, one tittle will be taken away from any of these until everything is accomplished." who tells you to do the tells you not to do things teaches you to do otherwise because they're at least in the kingdom of heaven that's what he says words of the red bible of jesus when he's spoken and he's speaking in the, in the red text in case you want to look at that and so we have to understand that you know the law is not going to be taken away now there were four old testament precepts that we had to, that we had we had we had the uh, we had god's relationship with man man's relationship with man the Old Testament dietary laws and the Old Testament sanitary laws. When Christ came, he forever changed man's relationship with man, with God, because now we could go directly to the throne through Christ. And he changed man's relationship with man. It was no longer an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We have to love one another. Those are completely altered by the New Testament. Now, the dietary laws and the sanitary laws never got changed. Why would you do that? You know, if a pig was bad to eat 2,000 years ago, it's still bad to eat. Now, people say, well, it's all right. We got refrigeration now. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, you know. What's, have you heard of trichina or trichinosis or pork or eating of pork and basically coming down with you know parasites? And God tried to warn you about that. And you say, well, I'll do it. I want to do it. I'll eat pork if I want to eat pork. Then you go ahead and eat pork. It's not going to send you to hell. But what it's going to do is going to increase your risk of heart disease and diabetes and cancer. In fact, the World Health Organization said the leading cause of cancer globally is caused by the eating of pork. The cause, primary cause of cancer globally is the eating of pork. So we have to understand it really affects the human immune system. Well, God understood all that. That's why he told you certain things you couldn't eat, certain things you could eat. But you guys, remember, even in the New Testament, and I think it was Acts chapter 15, when, 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 when Paul was talking and Peter was talking, they said it seems good now to the Holy Spirit to not have to do. There's several things you don't need to be doing. You don't need to be eating the meat of strangled animals. You don't have to be eating blood. You don't need to be eating the meat of sexual, you know, of, of animal sacrifice to idols. And you don't need to be involved in sexual immorality. Think about that for a second. Three of the four things were dietary related to the New Testament as far as what we didn't need to do. is that Most of them involved pagan worship. So, you know, there's all kinds of things as Christians we need to be aware of. And people say to me, well, I'll, I'll stop eating the pork someday. I'm like, okay. And some people say, well, I'll stop eating the lobster someday. I'm like, okay. You know, well, I'll stop doing this someday. You know, okay, well, how about let's make it today someday? Because that's just what we have to do, guys. It's important that we understand that we need to be obedient to what the Word of God says. Put you back under the law because you're under grace. You know, you can eat pork and get to heaven. It's, that's not that's not a question of that. What it is is that you know, should you continue to do the things you're not supposed to do, so that your grace will increase. And the things, and the Bible says, by no means we died to that. How can we live in that any longer? So, be convicted with your words. Be convicted with your actions. Be convicted. You know, I just read you how many priestesses and high priests that. Jezebel had in the service of Baal and Asherah, the female sex counterpart. This has to do with the same thing with the worship in the Kabbalah of these quote-unquote 
archangels, they have all their names, and they have sex with them at night in their dreams while they're doing sex acts with one another. And the men are taught when they're having sex with their wives to visualize this demon goddess, this demon angel, female or whatever they're having sex with. And the, and the women are supposed to do the same thing. So they're having sex with these demonic gods. Visualization terms. So that it's, this, this, this is how sick this religion is. That's how sick this is. And that's why I tell you, when you talk about the practice of Kabbalah, I mean, think about it. Well, just look at it this way. Madonna is a Kabbalist. I mean, the woman's a pervert. She's a sicko. And, you know, and so why in the world do we want to have anything to do with this religion? Now, I will say this. Many Jews are not Kabbalists. There are many Jews out there that still follow the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But the ones who are involved with Shabbat Lubavitch, who study the Zohar, who are actively involved in Kabbalah, like Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner, Trump's daughter, should you listen to anything these people say? Think about what they do in their private lives. Think about what they do with these rituals they're involved in. Sick stuff, guys. Think through it. That's why we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This ancient Canaanite religion was conquered by Jesus Christ. It was just, it was basically, we can overcome it by the blood of the Lamb. We don't have to be involved in this weird stuff. Israel wouldn't stop sacrificing these idols and these foreign gods. That's why God scattered them. They were written out of the Old Testament. God had enough of it because of all the stuff they were doing. So we as Americans... Guess what? Do you really want to be written out of the Bible as far as not, you know, we're not in it as far as from a scriptural standpoint, but you want to say, well, God had his, had his grace on America. God gave America all of these things, but they went back to idol worship. They went back to these horrible things that they did in the Old Testament. They started doing the Kabbalah worship. Look at Hollywood. It's all Kabbalah. Look at the doggone Super Bowl halftime show, guys. It's all Kabbalah. It's all demonic worship. America was the most prosperous land in the history of the planet. Yet, they turned back to Baal. They turned back to Moloch. They turned back to Jezebel. They turned back to Asherah. They sacrificed their children under these foreign gods. And they lost their way. Is that the epitaph of the United States on the tombstone of the USA? I don't know. I hope that won't be my epitaph. I'm going to keep telling you guys the truth. Austin, what do you think, bud? That was actually really well said. There, you know, I never really thought of it that way, but you're exactly right. That's that's what happened to Israel. I mean, they were incredibly blessed. I mean, incredibly blessed, as is and has been the United States for a very, very, very long time. And we've seen this country slowly go back to this, like you brought up the other day on the show. The Satanist, the groups, we're talking about this article, they're actually saying now they want abortions to be a religious right because they consider those sacrifices right. to be important. And they want it covered under like the religious clause. You know, where do we draw in the, a line in the sand in this country as far as where we say no, 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 no? I mean, we've so far compromised on morals and ethics, especially when it comes to this this abortion topic. I mean, some states obviously are 
better than others, just not as not as invasive. I mean, New York, they do full-term abortions. And, I mean, I know everybody's got their opinion on it, but at the end of the day, you're still executing a child. You can try to twist it, distort it, and justify it if you're into that or if you think it's okay. But, I mean, you know, there may be a certain reason, but, I mean, you look at what we're doing. And the problem with it is, and this is exactly what Dad was just explaining, when you start going over to that dark side, when a country, when a generation, when a group of people start going to that dark side, you can't just dabble in it. It's not like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to go over there and kind of do a little bit of Baal worship, but then, you know, we're, we're just going to tighten back up. You know, we're going to go back the other way. We're going to be good. We're going to keep everything clean. But occasionally, we got to go sacrifice some children to Baal. It doesn't work like that. Once you go down that path, it just is complete and total darkness. And so it's very troubling to see this in the United States now. We're seeing this become more and more and more prevalent. And this is one of the main reasons why, and I've said this repeatedly, why they're doing all these restrictions on people via COVID. And at the same time, they're allowing people that are pushing the agenda with the terrorist organizations known as BLM and Antifa to do anything they want and have carte blanche community, including not even get arrested. And if they do, they don't even get prosecuted. Now, in Chicago, public health authorities have now shared the update on a news conference this week that officials would be reviewing social media posts of possible violators of a quarantine order. I kid you not. They revealed that the officials may check social feeds of suspected offenders to collect evidence for a possible citation, according to USA Today. The outlet reports that suspected violators will be identified through contact tracing or other measures. You know, I don't even realize, you know, I, I can't even understand this much anymore with these states. At the same time, you're allowed to run rampant and go burn cities down and go tear down police stations. But people that are in there that are supposed to be quarantined, they're going to monitor and watch every single thing you do. And, you know, I, I told everybody about this at the beginning. I said, listen, I said, this whole monitoring, contact tracing, everything is going to get worse. They Once they grab a little bit of power, they try to grasp it with a full grip the next time. And that's exactly what we're doing. And the problem with it is we've now seen the compliance via the mask cause even more. They've gotten emboldened now. These, these globalist banking cabal that basically wants to run around and control everything. They now feel very emboldened because everybody's wearing masks. They realize that pretty much everybody will do what they tell them to do. I, again, went out to eat. A couple of buddies of mine we went out last night after we worked out. Went to a restaurant. The girl at the front hostess, she goes, hey, uh, do you have a mask? I said, nope, sorry, I don't. And she's like, well, I'm going to need you to put a mask on. I said, nope, sorry, I can't. And she's like, well, I just need you to put a mask on. I said, I'm sorry, I can't. I have a medical disability. And she looked at me and she's like, can you just put a mask on? I said, absolutely not. I said, are you telling me you are going to violate the American Disabilities Act and discriminate against me before a, for a medical disability and force me to wear a mask? And she's like, uh, I don't uh, know. And then the manager walked over. She goes, is there a problem? I said, yes, ma'am. I'm hungry. I like to eat. And she goes, uh, you can't wear a mask? I said, no. Nope. She said, not a problem. Come with me. Sat us down. No issues after that. 
And so the thing about this is, and what's so asinine about it, is everybody in the entire restaurant at tables, standing, sitting around, nobody had a mask on. You have to wear a mask from the hostess table to when you get to your table 20 feet away. So apparently, once you get to a table, you have this invisible bubble around you that COVID can't penetrate. But when you walk from the table to the hostess desk, it's all fair games to COVID. COVID can attack you. But you get to your table, you got that invisible bubble again. So it's quite interesting how this, this virus allegedly works. And so, again, this is what I'm getting at with people. And I, I told everybody, if you really feel like you need to wear a mask, if you're going into a, a nursing home and you want to run a gas mask, if you want to run an N95 respirator, if you want to do that and you feel like that's something that's beneficial and you're trying to do that to make sure if you did have it, you're not – infecting anybody by all means if you want to wear one just to walk around outside the day why wear one this used to be a free country wear one if you want but this entire aspect of do what i say don't ask questions get on your knees and beg for forgiveness if you make me mad whole idea and approach that they're trying to push on everybody is not okay with me and the more submissive people become the further they're going to push this point as in Australia, I know it's not in the United States, but if you guys have seen in Australia now, Australia has gone full-blown tyrannical. On top of a full 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, police now have the power to enter your home without a warrant to enforce compliant spot checks. I talked about this last week. Well, now there's been repeated videos in situations now of people getting arrested, people getting tackled, including one in Melbourne, Australia, that was very troubling, where a lady was walking down the sidewalk, and an officer walked up to her, basically told her she had to wear a mask, and she was she was violating a quarantine order, grabbed her by the throat. I mean, straight grabbed her by the throat, shoved her up against the wall, and threw her down on the ground, and basically tackled on top of her and handcuffed her. I don't know what the policy is in Victoria, Australia, or these, these places in Australia, but my goodness, start grabbing people by the throat and holding them up against the wall and choking them out and throwing them on the ground? I mean, didn't we just have an incident with somebody getting choked out a couple months ago here in the United States that set off a giant uproar? Oh, yeah, that's right. But why does nobody say anything about this in Australia? Is that okay to do to people in Australia because they're not wearing a mask? I mean, I don't even know where this is going anymore, guys. But again, this is why I continue to encourage everybody. Please, if you have the conviction, if you know something to be true, just like Dad said a minute ago, follow it, maintain it, own it. If you are convicted about something, stand your ground on it. Because something as basic and as simple and as easy to not do as wear not wearing a mask, and so many people are doing it not because they believe it's protecting them, not because they think it's doing anything else to anybody, only for the simple fact that they don't want to have any conflict. That is not something that was based on American principles because the United States is all about conflict and doing the right thing in the United States. You know, Austin, it's, it's, the, the mask things never end. You know, it's, again, I'm not saying that I haven't put a mask on. You know, I don't want to wear one and I fight against it. If I have to go to the tag agency to get a tag, I'll put one over my nose for a second and walk in past security and I'm done, take it back off again. I play the stupid game. I don't, I've never strapped it over my ears. I haven't done that. But I'm not going to say that, you know, 
the mask thing is important, okay? And you need to stand against that the best you possibly can. And Boston and I do. I mean, I, I, I will walk out of a restaurant if they force me to wear a mask. I simply won't eat there. I won't give them any money. I'm not going to support it. But if you have to go get a tag or you have to go get to the court or whatever you have to do for some kind of reason, and, you, and it's not really an option, you have to do it from a legal standpoint, then just just fight against it the best you can and let yourself be known and just fuss about it. You know that you know you're, that you're not a slave and you're not going to you know, you're doing this unwillingly. Let them all know that. Make it make it announcement. Make a proclamation. It's still America, First Amendment. Now don't get ugly and start screaming and yelling and threatening to beat people up. Don't do that because you'll just go to jail. This stuff happened in Australia where they're breaking windows out of cars and dragging people out of cars because they refuse to tell them where they're going and throwing them on the ground and zip tying them and you know put the stun baton to them. This is insanity over a mask. Well, it tells you where they wanted to go. See, because remember, you're a cow. Oh yeah, or sheep, or livestock. You don't have a. You're not human. They don't believe you're a human. They, they only believe. They only believe. They the only time they ever believe that they're a human is when they have the benign D-methylene characteristics, and then they're not even a human either. They've got Luciferian DNA in them. They're children of Cain. They call themselves. Yeah. They're the ones that have all the rights. We don't because we're creating God's image. That's what this is all about. And so the mask is not a question of safety. It's a question of subservience. Look the boot, peasant. That's what that is. That's what it is. And so you have to see it for what it is. And that's it's conditioning you to line up and take a coronavirus vaccine. That's all this is. Now, the mask isn't something you have to fall on your sword over. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go to jail over a mask. Don't do that. That's nonsense. But what it is, is conditioning you for the vaccine. The vaccine is the thing you're going to fall on your sword for, as far as I'm concerned. They're not injecting a doggone RNA vaccine into me that'll change my DNA and make me a human 2.1. What are you going to, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to grow a tail? You start swinging from tree limbs? What's it going to turn you into? You don't know. Now they're saying that Putin and Russia has developed a vaccine and that his daughter's been injected with it and she seems to be doing fine. Does that mean Russia actually has a clean vaccine they're using? I don't know. I don't know how much of this stuff is real and how much of this is false. Who knows? Who knows what in the world's going on? By the way, let's go to New York City, that den of iniquity, that Sodom and Gomorrah, that land of sodomy, uh, is financially devastated. 83% of New York City residents are unable to pay the July rent. Yeah. New York City's going to turn into this giant, abandoned cesspool. They can't support itself because the tax base isn't there any longer. By the way, the Chicago is <laughs> just getting better and better in Chicago. Chicago is having riots every night. I mean, really bad riots. And, uh, you know, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, Kim Fox. You know, Kim Fox has dismissed more than 25. She's the uh, Chicago prosecutor. Her office has dismissed more than 25,000 felony cases, including murders and shootings and sexual assaults. And well, let's not forget Jesse Smollett, the gay guy, hoax attack. You know, the Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox dropped charges against 29.9% of felony defendants during her first three years in office. Fox's case dismissal rate is more than 35% higher than that of her predecessor. So what she's doing is she's basically causing Chicago to think that they can do whatever they want to do and riot and do whatever they want to do and, and not have any consequences from a felony standpoint. <laughs> now they're saying in Chicago that looting... They're slave reparations. When they go into a Louis Vuitton store and they loot it, it's slave reparations. Now, this the Magnificent Mile has been able to restock and rebuild and put stores back together again, so that they couldn't have that in Chicago. And so the BLM protesters gathered outside the Chicago 
you know, PD in support of looters who ransacked city Sunday night. Again, as organizers claim anything they wanted to take, they can take because the businesses have insurance and because it's part of slave reparations. Drawbridges in Chicago were raised on Monday night and freeway exits closed as the lockdown was, downtown was locked down. Precautions were being taken to avoid a second night of chaos following the riots and looting in the early hours. And SWAT teams were seen patrolling the streets of Illinois on Monday. Protests and looting erupted when the false rumors where the police had shot and killed a child on Sunday. Another, they said, made it up. The police, in fact, had shot and injured a 20-year-old man who ran from them, turning to fire his gun at officers. Latrell Allen has been charged with attempted murder after the shooting on Sunday, which sparked the riots. Chicago's Magnificent Mile was once again hit by looters after hundreds of demonstrators clashed with police, broke into the stores, and again decided to empty out all the high-end goods because there was slave reparations. People have started then organizing on Twitter and Facebook to loot downtown and caravan of vehicles. The violence coincided on the sixth anniversary of Michael Brown's death in Ferguson, Missouri. Chicago mayor, lesbian, dwarf, weirdo, beyond belief ugly, Lori Lightfoot said that looting had nothing to do with the peaceful protest over the Proust brutality. Well, at least she's telling the truth about that. And she denied the decision not to prosecute looters during the George Floyd riots that she spurred looters on now. Oh, come on, whatever. She's a liar. Yeah, I remember man count that didn't want to have to do with her. I'm just going to post this article to the Daily Mail showing these giant drawbridges in Chicago all pulled up to try to prevent these guys from getting access to downtown. I mean, this is a major, major problem we're having in democratic cities. Now the Black Lives Matter people and Occupy Wall Street people, or whoever they are, and some of those Occupy Wall Street were actually pretty good people, they're saying they're going to occupy the White House in September. That They're going to actually run overrun the White House and take over the White House and occupy the White House. Well, let me explain something to you guys if you're planning on doing this. It's called Secret Service. It's called Military. It's called shoot to kill orders. It's called you're probably all going to die. You know, they're not going to play that game. They're not going to allow you to go in and attack the White House and seize hold of it. They're not going to allow you to do it effectively what would be a coup of the United States government symbolically by taking over the White House. What are you going to take over the halls of Congress next, the halls of the Senate next, to try to bring your fascist dictatorship, communist government, hellarchy? Hellarchy is what it is. You know, that's what, is that what you're trying to do? Guys, you know, you need to read the research on this. A lot of you guys who are involved in this, of course, my listeners are, but the people that are listening to the show for the first time or who are basically, <laughs> who are basically rioters and pillages, or et cetera, uh, who like to listen to the show for, I have no reason, I have no idea why. Why do you want to go in and attack the United States Constitution? Why do you want to go in and attack the foundation of the United States? Well, our government's been taken over. Well, yes, been taken over by you stinking communists who's taken it over, but all these, these dual citizenship people that are from a communist country that come in here and try to change our laws, that's a fact. But going in and getting the rest of the people to become communists in the, in the, in the Congress and in the Senate, is that your goal? I mean, that seems to be getting accomplished without your help with what they're doing with the laws they're passing. Guys, think through all of the stuff that you're involved in and remember, we were founded, okay, by the pilgrims and by the people who came here from England in the 1400s, 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, guys. We were founded in a Christian nation to, to escape religious persecution. Now, for hundreds of years, we were a Christian nation here. We were Christians. We, we tried to walk in love. We established the colonies. And then King George went berserk on us and decided to do what he was going to do, take away our rights, never give us any rights. 
And we rebelled against all of that because of the persecution. And the government was founded again, but at this time it wasn't founded by Christians. Remember, guys, it was founded by the Masons. And so we have to understand what we were and who we are. That's why when you go to the Washington area, there are no statues of Jesus. There's no statues of the disciples. There's none of that. There's no mention of the great I Am. It's a bunch of deities and basically fallen angels in the Capitol Dome and all this weird stuff with Nephilim everywhere. So are we sowing the seed now for the last 200 and some odd years with that type of mentality? Washington was laid out as a pentagram. Oh, yeah, as a pentagram with an open leg, open leg pentagram to trap the seething energies of Lucifer. Oh, that's how it was founded. We had a giant phallic symbol, a giant penis called the Washington Monument sitting there. You know, that's all part of the Isis and Baal and Asherah and the Canaanite and the Egyptian worship that we talked about so many times. So has our country finally been exposed for what it is with all of this human sacrifice? I don't know. I personally think we all need to get on our knees and repent and get all these heathens out of the White House and get all these heathens out of the doggone Kabbalists out of the Senate and all these dual citizens from any other country out of the Senate and out of the Congress and be done with all this stuff and go back to the foundation of the Constitution and go back to having the ability for churches to preach and tell the truth and get rid of the Johnson Amendment and get the pastors back in the pulpit preaching the word. That's what I think. How about you, Austin? What do you think? That's exactly right. And I mean, the thing that people are continuing to look at now, and more people are starting to wake up. Excuse me. More people are starting to wake up to what's really going on. And I think we're starting to just have... It's it's pretty much you're either asleep and you believe everything the mainstream media tells you to, or you're pretty much realizing this thing's a complete and total sham. And the thing about the mask as well is that, as you said numerous times, the face covering, it's used as a symbolism again. That's what they love to do. They love to put masks on with a lot of this stuff, including the symbolism of muzzling somebody. Can't speak to one another. I've said that repeatedly, exactly. and I still hold. I still hold strong to that stance. That I think the mask has been a huge, huge deal intentionally to muzzle people. Two people can barely have a conversation with both of them wearing masks. It's hard to do. Like I said, I've seen people do for it. It's almost funny. And so now people don't really converse in public anymore. People don't really go anywhere and hang out in mass and have ideas and share thoughts and say, hey, you know, this is getting crazy. You know, what, what, what are we doing here? What is going on with all this? Nobody's doing that anymore. Nobody's talking. Nobody's going anywhere. Isn't it funny how they shut down the bars? Again, I'm not promoting, you know, alcohol consumption, but people are going to drink whether they want to, when you tell them to or not. We already saw that with prohibition. So shutting down the bars because people are hanging out together had nothing to do with any type of viral spread. Notice the bars have been shut down now pretty much nationwide for what, over a month? Over a month now, some places even longer, some places never even open, but yet we're still having all these cases, all these cases, constant, 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 the media wants to try to portray. And one thing that's funny, I talked to my mom about this yesterday. She didn't even realize this. I hadn't really either. You know one thing that nobody talks about, nobody talks about at all? The amount of people that have recovered. Huh, that's interesting. When's the last time you heard CNN say, well, we've also had 3.7 million people recover in the United States from COVID? 
Well, that's funny when you start thinking about it. I haven't actually heard anybody talk about recovery whatsoever. There's a reason why. There is no actual basis and no guidelines for testing or reporting recoveries. Isn't that interesting? So if you catch COVID, you've caught COVID. That's a case. That case never goes away. It gets added in aggregate with all the other cases. If you're good after three or four days and you test negative, there's no guidelines and there's no tracking and there's no monitoring of recoveries. Now, you've had some independent states, some counties, some areas go in and say, okay, we're watching people that have gotten basically released from the hospital. We're taking people that basically have tested negative, and they're putting that down, loosely documenting it. But there is no national, okay, we're going to look at this. Okay, we're going to look at this. We're monitoring everybody. Isn't anybody else find that funny? Now, some states who provided the recovery data, are showing interesting numbers. This is what's interesting. I saw this yesterday. In North Carolina, there's been roughly 139,000 cases in North Carolina, in the state of North Carolina, in aggregate since it started, 139,000 cases of COVID. Oh, my gosh, 139,000 cases of COVID. Well, they've actually gone in, and pretty much if somebody's been released from the hospital or somebody's tested negative, they've actually kept an aggregate, and they put that down as a recovery. Loosely, there's other people that may have recovered that are probably not added to it at all. You know how many, what their recovery is? How many people have recovered in North Carolina so far? 109,000. Hmm, that's interesting. How many deaths? It's been like 2,100 deaths, I think, in North Carolina. So you're talking about almost entirely the vast percentage of people that have gotten it have recovered. That that's not talked about in the media. You're talking about a few thousand deaths, which is a tragedy. But you're also talking about mass manipulation of putting down the COVID death intentionally to skew the numbers. There's a reason why the CDC came in and changed their guidelines on how COVID is reported. Even if somebody does not test positive, if they have any type of symptoms such as headache, nausea, dizziness, sore throat, cough. I mean, you can pretty much just about find anybody with a side effect like that at least some day during the week. So they intentionally have skewed the numbers to make sure all of this goes to their agenda. So next time somebody starts running their mouth about, oh, there's so many cases, how many cases, how many cases are recovered in the United States? Nobody has an answer. If this is so bad and we're having to contact trace everybody and follow people around on their phones and watch where they go and notify anybody that's possibly gotten it or been exposed to anybody that's gotten it, wouldn't it make sense that we're also monitoring recovery as a baseline to see how our results are doing? X amount of people get it, X amount of people recover. Wouldn't that seem important? To me it would, but apparently to all the bobbleheads, including Fauci, it doesn't matter if anybody recovered. It's all about the cases and death for publicity to push their agenda down. Unbelievable. No, you're absolutely right, Austin. Why, why in the world are they going to talk about the recoveries? They're not going to talk about that. They want to talk about, you know, the people who are, quote-unquote, testing positive with no symptoms. I mean, you know, oh, gosh, you're testing positive. Well, another study came out. We did it, talked about it last month. that said that if you've ever had the cold, there's a very high probability you're going to test positive for coronavirus. Again, it's exactly what you said, Austin. It's muzzling us. It's putting a muzzle on the mutt. There you go. I mean, did I actually say that? Yeah, because you're their mutt. 
you, 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 it's bringing a dog to heal. That's what this is. Heal, but heal. That's, that's what this is. That's that's all the. That's why I said if you have to be forced to wear a mask, pitch a little fit. Pitch a fit. Say I'm not doing it. No, I'm leaving. I'm not spending my money here. How about that? No, the answer is no. I'm not going to do it. How about no? I'm not wearing a muzzle. How about I was made in the image of God, and I'm not going to cover the image of God for some type of sacrificial weirdo satanic worship fest they're having with these masks. How about, how about I'm not interested in this? How about how about no? How about thanks? I'm trying to quit. No, I'm not going to do this. Hey, I'll spend my money elsewhere. How about I go somewhere else? Just go buy a rotisserie chicken for ten bucks and go home and get four meals out of it instead of spending a hundred bucks for one meal with you. How about that? How about I go buy ten rotisserie chickens for the cost of you know eating two pieces of chicken here in your restaurant or a piece of grouper? How about I do that? See, this is the problem that we have. If we all say no, it's simply going to stop. We but we basically allowed them to do this, guys. We, we've allowed them. City commissioners, they should have a huge people standing in the doggone hallway and huge people standing in the, in the, in the, in the chambers and saying, no, we're not going to do this. No. You know, we'll get rid of you guys. You'll never be reelected. We're going to have you fired. You can't do this. But we do it anyhow. No, we haven't done that. And by the way, I want to reiterate. I'm, I'm going to post this one more time. I posted this last week. Satanic Temple declares abortion a religion. Just ritual claims to provide spiritual comfort. Yeah, that's 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 what this is all about. It does a lot more than provide spiritual comfort. What it does, it feeds the demons from the energy fields that are created and lost by these children when they die. Remember, they've been cut off from God's energy flow. Third of the angels fell. It says that from God with Lucifer. You know, these guys got to eat. Yeah, they they can't they can't get the energy from the field any longer. They're satanic. They can't do that. Their their energy doesn't mesh with God. They can't do it. They have to get food. This is what this is all about. That's what all this worship's about. It's all about. By the way, Seattle's first female black police chief is resigning in protest hours after the city council voted to defund their police and cut a hundred cops from the force. Now Seattle's got Seattle's got a real crime problem and a real riding problem. Now, they only got fourteen hundred police officers. They just cut, you know, five percent, eight percent of these out of the guys got out of here. They're gone, ten percent, twelve percent. They're gone, finished. And it's gonna get worse and worse and worse. And now they're also cutting salaries from these guys. Now, you know, it was what's funny about this is a lot of these people who are involved in government, and let me just say it this way, make it very clear. Obama ended up having a whole bunch of people put under power and appointed in positions of authority and jobs with $100,000 a year plus salaries. You know, if you want to be a civil servant and you want to work for the government and you want to do it because of the benefits and the health insurance and all the other stuff or you want to serve the people of the United States, it has to be almost an act of, you know, of of worship of the United States, not an act of worship. No, that's picked the wrong word. It has to be a, an act of wanting to do it for the greater good. Okay. It's not about making you know six-figure salaries and making three hundred or four hundred or five hundred. Same thing happens with the, with the professors of the universities. If you want to be a college professor and you want to have that lifestyle where you work eight or nine months out of the year and you work a couple of days a week and all the other stuff, you don't need to be paid three to four to five hundred thousand dollars a year with some of these major universities, all financed through student loans. You don't need that. Go get a job in the real sector in the real world and earn that kind of money. How about that? We always say, those that do, do those that don't teach or can't teach. That, and that's the problem. You get these academicians that are socialist communists, and they're teaching these children this Marxist indoctrination in these major universities, and they're given hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
I knew this one woman one time. She's a Marxist and communist. And they had a business. And they never, ever, they, they basically cheated on their taxes constantly. And and, I, and she was always promoting, you know, socialism, socialism, socialism. So finally I said to her, I said, you know, why don't you pay your taxes? What do you mean? She knew exactly what I mean. I've talked to your husband. You know, you don't pay your own taxes. You want everybody else to pay taxes, but you don't want to pay your own taxes. They had a very successful business. See, this is the way I see it. You know, Oprah Winfrey, billionaire, right? But she wants to be a socialist. She says all the white people got to die now to stop the doggone stuff. The other day she had a white privilege symposium teaching everybody about how horrible it was to be white. Oprah Winfrey, billionaire. Billionaire Oprah Winfrey. Billionaire Oprah Winfrey is talking about white privilege and she's a billionaire. What the heck, man? I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> None of us are billionaires. That's the billionaire boys, billionaire girls club that you're going to be doing with the Rothschild boys at the central banks tell you what to do because they're the ones who are funding that giant cash expansion. And you ain't going to be that if you, they don't tell you this. If you don't get the nod, ain't going to happen probably 95% of the time. I'm not saying every once in a while you can't store up a thousand millions, <laughs> but let me tell you something, guys. 95% of the time, you're on somebody else's payroll. Somebody else is financing you. Somebody else is running the numbers. And in most cases, somebody else is controlling the ends. You find out these people like Warren Buffett. Okay. Yeah. And he basically is worth $50 billion. And all of a sudden, he gives his money away to Bill Gates' foundation. And Bill Gates gives it to a foundation. Guess who's controlling the foundation? It's the same thing. It's the communist Rothschild banking cartels. These people were used as cutouts as far as I'm concerned. In the beginning, Elon Musk now has got this giant contract with the military to put rockets in the orbit. <laughs> lie, lie, lie. The anti-gravity technology has been around since the 30s and 40s. Like we haven't mastered that yet. And so he basically is another cutout from the military-industrial complex, another billionaire cutout to basically be controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. It's the same thing with, with all of these clowns. And, and this is the point. They, they bring you into a point where you're an actor on a stage where you do what you're supposed to do with them, and then they support you financially. And then they give you these riches and this money and all the stuff that comes along with it. And you get these, these things. And then if you don't do what's right, listen to me, if you decide to wake up, they find you with a heroin needle in your arm and you died of a heroin overdose. They find you hanging in the closet in some weird sexual ritual, you know, basically by the neck until dead. Oh, yeah. They find you having committed suicide. You're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You start waking up, and now all of a sudden you start talking and running your mouth, and now you're so unhappy you committed suicide. You're hanging there in your own apartment from the rafters. And they're like, why did he hang himself? He had a great wife. He had great kids. He was talking the truth. Also, he's dead. He hung himself because he was so miserable. No, he doesn't. He woke up. You tell somebody Obama's gay and Michelle's a tranny. They write you out of the script. They, they make sure you're gone within a couple of months. You undergo surgery, and all of a sudden, there's a wrongful death lawsuit going on with that one. That's about as blatant as it gets. Let's talk about Joan Rivers for a second. Yeah, talk about her. I didn't like Joan Rivers. She's a big mouth. Couldn't stand her. But I'll say one thing about her. I never heard her tell a lie, not once. And when they were interviewing her there about her officiating the gay wedding, look it up on YouTube. Joan Rivers calls Obama gay and Michelle Latrani. YouTube. Look it up. They haven't got the It's been reposted so many times they can't get it down. And all of a sudden, they ask her, do you think we'll ever have a gay president? She says, oh, calm down, calm down. We already have one. Everybody knows Obama's gay. And he says, what? He goes, everybody knows that Michelle's a tranny. And they say, what do you mean Michelle's a tranny? She's a transgender. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And she walks into her house. Michelle, listen to Joan Rivers, in case you guys have missed that. 
And you got Michelle Obama walking down the stairs with a Alabama black snake between her legs, swear something swinging between her legs. And you think, what the heck's this? Yeah, that's why they're not going to put her in as a vice president. I don't believe they'll ever do that because they don't want to have that blowback. I mean, I'll give, I'll, I'll give Alex Jones credit, man. He started posting all of her swinging videos as far as walking down the stairs. Or how about the time she was dancing on the stage with Ellen DeGeneres and everybody wondered what that was. Now, come on, guys. This is how controlling they are of the White House. They put a gay Kenyan in there with a transgender wife, and we're supposed to say, okay, that's all right. That's not all right. None of it's okay. So this is the level of their depravity, that they would do something like that. They have that kind of control and that kind of power. That's why, guys, we can't be part of that system. You know, we can we can complain and we can vote when we need to and we can stand at the city council meetings and our local stuff and we can say, no, 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 we're not going to do this. We want all these Masons out of here. We can do all of that stuff and we should. But remember, our, our, our allegiance, our, our commitment is to God Almighty, the great I am, to the blood of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Because you were bought at a price. When God sent Jesus Christ to die on that cross for you, he bought you at a price to get you away from this, to basically free you from this onslaught of this evil Baal, Asherah, Moloch, and Kabbalah worship. That's why Christ came, to set you free. And who's been set free has been is free at last because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity of praying for you today. Thank you so much for your prayers for the support of Health Masters, for getting your multiple vitamins from us, getting your toothpaste from us. You guys rock. I love you. Austin, finish up. Yes, guys. Thank you again for the continued support and continue to just be waking up with what's going on here and continue to support a lot of your small businesses if they're still open. And I mean that with all of them. I mean, if it's a good company, and you support or you know or you know that they're good as far as they, their their values or what they stand for, do your best to support them. That's why I've been trying to do a lot of that lately with small companies. If they're open, try to keep them running. That's why we thank you guys for taking care of Health Masters. Like Dad said, get a bottle of multivitamins from us, getting basically toothpaste. Anything little always helps out these companies. Even if it's just going in and getting a meal somewhere, going in and basically buying something. You know, anything to stay away from Amazon and that complete and total nightmarish online retail monopoly that's taking over the entire world sales online. I, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to go into it. And it was always funny to me. People go, oh yeah, well, Bezos this, Bezos that. Dude, who, when they're starting up into a company, gets a $600 million no-bid contract from the CIA to house their servers? <laughs> When's the last time you got that offer? Hey, guys, uh, you know, uh, would you be interested in a $600 million contract to house our servers for the CIA? Okay. <laughs> Remember, there's a whole other side of Amazon that works with the DOD, with supplies, with logistics, with material, with inventory, with all this stuff that the United States civilians never even see or have access to. But you don't realize that. There's a reason why Amazon continues to grow at such a rapid rate. 
they have an unlimited amount of government funds that's funneled into them. That's one of the reasons, too, I have such a bone to pick with the U.S. Postal Service, giving them the insane rates they have. I told you guys that one of my USPS reps was out here one time, and I asked him, I said, why can't I get better rates? I said, I know Amazon gets stupid low rates. He goes, well, I can't tell you what they get. I said, I know you can't. He basically implied that they are significantly lower than we even could even come close to with our rates. Well, here's the thing with that. Why do they get preferential treatment over every other small business in the United States because they do big volume? Well, how does that work out? There's always got to be a top tier that somebody can reach, but nobody can reach Amazon's tier because it's Amazon's tier. Why in the world do they get subsidized pay and subsidized postage, including being the only company in the United States history to contract to have Sundays delivered by the U.S. Postal Service? Why can't I get my stuff delivered to you guys on Sundays? Hmm? How's that not fair? How can Amazon have deliveries on Sundays, but no other company can get anything delivered on Sundays, regardless of how much we pay? Again, look at really what's going on, and that's why I encourage you, do not support Amazon. Do the best you can to support small local companies, even if you want some, look on eBay. There's a lot of big sellers on eBay that are local people or people that just sell stuff out of their house or their warehouse, a lot of stuff on there, and you're dealing directly with the buyer. I'm not promoting eBay at all as far as trying to do sales or anything like that. I'm just saying there's other options besides Amazon. Stop giving money to the beast. Support your local businesses, guys. Thank you so much. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay prepared. Continue to inform yourself and others about what's going on. And please, continue to stay healthy. The zinc glycinate is on sale right now. It's product of the week, over 10% off. And we have the GHI Cleanse Vanilla. Huge product, very, very popular product. Got a fresh batch in, on sale for over 10% off right now on the front webpage. You can read about it online at healthmasters.com at the top. Thank you guys for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 